Look at Talk. New episode starts now. Welcome one. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Look at Talk podcast. It's your pod boss, Victor. And this is episode 203, ladies and gentlemen. And joining me for episode 203, she podcasting out of Texas. She's the host of the Jay's Quick Three podcast. It's Miss Jay Book. Welcome to Look at Talk, Jay Book. How you doing today? What up? What up? How's everybody doing? Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I'm really excited to have you on, you know what I'm saying? So uh, let's go ahead and hop right into it. So how has the first couple of days of the new year been treating you? Um, Myself, I can't complain. I'm good. My family's good. Um, coming off a of vacation. But ever since I got back, which is, was about a week and a half ago, it's been chaos at work. It's been nonstop work. It's been nonstop people out that are either living with someone that has COVID or that are sick with COVID themselves. So it's kind of wrecking havoc for me. No days off. No days off. So it's been Man, it's been hard. <laughs> I feel you on that. It's the uh, COVID. Just it's just an animal that just don't want to stop. And I'm like. Every day you got the new variants coming out and every day they encourage you to get vaccinated. But I'm like, if y'all encourage us to get vaccinated, then shouldn't this new, shouldn't this vaccination stop the variants or whatever? No, you're right. I mean, I think the, the information, as I was saying before, is like, um, it's not just, it's not out there, right? I think they kind of jumped the gun with some of the information that they gave. Um, I think they were a little bit too, um, what's the word, excited about what they thought the, the vaccines would do. And it's just, you know, just a lot of people are like kind of running off their own information and it's just kind of a mess right now. But vaccines are supposed to keep you from being super sick and being in the hospital. And so far, that's kind of what's working, but it's definitely not stopping the spread, I don't think. It definitely isn't because I've, I've heard people be vaccinated and still catch it. So I'm like, Something ain't right here, y'all. Yeah. The yeah. way y'all hype this thing up, y'all hyped it up to be like, if you get it, you ain't gonna get it, you know? No, they definitely did that. I remember because I was like, oh, I was when I was deciding if I wanted to get it or not, they were saying like, you know, if you get it and someone, you know, that you know gets it, you guys can be together. You don't have to be masked up. It's a possibility that you are so immune to it, you would never catch it. And that is just not the case. It's just not the case. That's damn sure not the case. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to kill the vibe with talking about COVID because I'm pretty sure y'all hear it all over the news. Mm -hmm. But but let's let's try something. I said I was going to do this in 2022. And Miss J Boog, you happen to be the first person up that I get to try this on. I'm going to okay. play the four question hot seat. So basically, I got a deck of cards and each question, each card got a question to it. So mm -hmm. I'm going to pull four cards. You plead the fifth. Everybody, everybody listeners got to take a shot. And if you get through the end of this, you get a couple free shots at me. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see what the first card I pull. Oh, I pulled a, the king of the king of hearts. Okay. That question is: What if your ex, what if your ex and your current um, spouse would turn out to be um, acquaintances? How would you handle that? If my ex and my current, yeah, are like if, friends or acquaintances. How would you handle that? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't care. I mean, I've moved on from that. I mean, I'm not a person that really hangs on to my exes. So if by some reason they are friends, I don't know why they would be friends. Um, hopefully it wasn't something that, you know, they knew each other from before. Um, 
maybe before me or something like that. I don't know. I just, I really wouldn't be worried because I'm not, I'm not threatened at all by, you know, my ex if they just happen to be acquaintances. Now, if they're BFF hanging out, then I might have an issue with that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, but at least you're a real one about it because some people, they'll be tripping about that. Like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. No, it isn't. Not if you have feelings for them, but it is right. this. Oh, all right. The next car, you got one down, three to go. Second okay. one is a 10 of diamonds. Diamonds. Okay. The 10 of diamonds X, have you ever been on a blind date, meaning somebody to set you up with somebody you don't even know? Kind of, kind of, in a sense that I went on a double date with uh, my friend and a guy she was dating. She didn't want to go by herself. So she told him to bring a friend and then I showed up with her, you know, like, so she was with her guy and I was sitting across from the guy that he brought. So kind of like that. Um, it went horribly. I left early and I, I just don't prefer blind dates. I feel you on that, but why did but why did the friend feel the need to invite you out with them? But it's the date though, but why? I think it was like her first couple of times. I mean, I think she had been talking to him, but she didn't really know him that well. And I don't I don't know if she was, I wouldn't say necessarily comfortable, but you know, sometimes you'll if I'm on a date, sometimes if I'm meeting a guy for the first time, I might have a friend hang out somewhere where I can't, they can't see them, like maybe at another table just to make sure things are going, are safe and things are okay. So I think it was one of those situations where she just asked, asked me to go with her. Now I will probably not do that again, unless I know the person I'm going to be hooked up with. Cause he was a complete jerk and I didn't like him. Um, so mm. that just made my dinner experience upset. I really didn't care what they were doing. So Wow. Um, I was just trying to be a friend to her, but yeah, I told her, don't do that. I'm not doing that again. Thank you. Please don't more, more power <laughs> to you because if, if my homeboy would did that to me, I probably wouldn't even showed up because sometimes it's always the ugly friend or the friend that aren't <laughs> that's now let's just keep it honest. It's always yeah. the friend that's not attractive. I've heard that. Yes. I wouldn't say he, this guy wasn't, a, wasn't, it wasn't that he wasn't attractive. He just really, I guess he thought I was there to really be on a date with him. And he was just really like, I'm ordering your food. I'm ordering your drink. I'm telling you this. And then I'm just like, dude, we're just here to make sure Wait, things are okay. Like, he, we don't damn, have to he saw he tries, he was trying to control you off rip. Right. So that's why I was like, okay, y'all have fun. I'm leaving. Thank you. You okay. can keep, here's the money for the food that I'm going to take to go. And then I'm leaving. <laughs> so, okay. That's it. In that sense, I completely don't blame you. Hold up. We got a sex question. We got a six of spades. Uh-oh. The sex question is, do you like sexting? Like, that's basically a texting somebody what you want to do to them or a digital way of phone sex. It, it depends on the situation, yeah. If I'm with someone or we're dating or whatever and we're just not around, yes, I can do that. If oh. I'm meeting you on a dating site and it's our second conversation, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how many people be trying to pull that mess. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, have, I haven't done something like that in years. But all right, you made it to the last question, which is a three of clubs. This okay. is, okay. If given an option, would you choose to spend your holiday at the beach or in the mountains? Probably the mountains. Why the mountains? Uh, it's 
if I'm um, imagining correctly, I, I would feel like it was serene. I would probably want to be somewhere where there's water so I can just, you know, look out and see, you know, the moon reflecting off the water or the sun reflecting off the water. I would stay in my little cabin. I'm not a nature person. I don't want to be out in it. Um, okay, but that sounds like the beach to me. I don't like the beach. I grew up around beaches. I'm not saying gets everywhere. I'm just, it's dirty. I'm not into the beach. Agreed. It's cute, but I'm not into it. Agreed. Listen, you're talking to a Floridian here, so I okay. definitely agree <laughs> with you. Listen, I've seen the beaches and stuff. It's like every now and then I'll go out to the beach, but I ain't about to be out there all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so I totally get you on that. I definitely, I totally feel you on the mountains. So, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Being a Floridian, I totally get why you say the mountains. <laughs> yeah, the beach is not all as cracked up to be, you know. I grew up in Michigan right off the lake, Lake Michigan. So we have beaches up and down uh, where the lake is. And so it's just, you know, you do, you know, you go there a few times, but I guess it's kind of like snow. If you've had snow most of your life, it's not a big deal to you. And that's not something you enjoy. And other people may be like, oh my God, I would love to see it snow or be in snow. It's just, it's not, it's not what it's all cracked up to be. It really isn't. Like I said, I've seen snow before. I've driven this snow. I said, I don't recommend it because mm -hmm. it will fuck your car up. So mm -hmm. I highly don't recommend it. <laughs> right. So what part of Michigan are you from? It's the lower uh, Southwest part. So I'm right. My city is literally on the border of uh, Michigan and Indiana, mm. right on Lake Michigan, right on the side. Okay. Cause I did a couple of podcasts with people from Benton, Benton Harbor. So no, that, you did not. Yes. Did you really? I, yes. That's where I, I'm from. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen. No way. Yes. I did a podcast with some ladies. Um, I think they're called the on the cloud podcast, but I think they're splitting up since, but, and also what? I went to camp. Yes. And also I, when I was at FAMU, I knew a girl, who I had classes with from Benton Harbor as well. So, wow, because we're such a small city, so most people haven't heard of that. So later after the show, I would give me their information. I'll look them up and see. I might know them. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll let you. I'll, I'll definitely pass that along. Okay, BH in the house. Wow. Okay. <laughs> small world, ladies and gentlemen. It is. Small world. All right, you got through the questions without um pleading the fifth. So take a couple shots at me. What, what I don't what do you mean? What do I what do I need to do? Just ask me whatever you want to ask. Oh, I can ask a question. Oh, I don't know what to ask you. Uh <laughs> hmm. And I put my questions up. I had a box of questions sitting right here. Uh okay. If off the top of my head, when you go to someone's house, what is what would be worse to you? A or what's more, more important to you, a clean kitchen, a clean bathroom, or a clean living room? I'm going to go with the bathroom because based on all the women I've known in my life, like um, they've always said the same thing. If you go to a woman's house, you got to check out her bathroom. If her bathroom's clean, then she's a clean person. So mm -hmm. I would, I'm going to say the bathroom. Okay. All right. Um, let's see off the top of the dome. Um, If you can have any superpower, what would it be? It would be the time travel. Just so that way okay. that sometimes I want to, sometimes I want to go back to the past and correct some mistakes. And then sometimes if I get really anxious, I want to go into the future and be like, what the hell happened? So, right. Okay. And correct those mistakes. 
All right, that's enough of us getting to know one another. Okay. All right, let's get to know your podcast, Jay's Quick Three. Tell the people okay. about the podcast. Okay, so um, I host Jay's Quick Three. I'm Jay, Jay Boog. Um, and pretty much what my podcast is, I take three random topics, whatever it is that I feel like talking about, whatever I'm interested in, and I break them down from my point of view. Um, it can be anything from... Sometimes I talk about news stories. Sometimes I talk about my personal stories. I love music and entertainment. So um, a lot of times I'm talking about that, but it could be anything. And I just quickly or try to nowadays, I'm a little bit longer than, you know, what I used to be. I used to be maybe a 20, 20 to 30 minute podcast. Now I'm a little bit more 45 minutes to 50 minutes. Um, because I'm passionate about, about what I'm talking about sometimes. So I'm, and I'm not timing myself. I'm just going off the top of the dome. So um, pretty much, like I said, I'll just talk about those three things and uh, also have a vibe of the week that I do at the end of my show where I pick a song or songs that I'm vibing to that week just to let the uh, listeners know, you know, what I'm on. And hopefully they like the artist or they at least get to know me a little bit more based off my song choices. That's real. That's real. So what got you started with podcasting? Um, it, it was just something I needed to do um, for a creative outlet. It was, man, it's been what, 2019, March 2019. I want to say March 10th was my first show. And pretty much I was kind of like in a rut. Like I've been quote unquote, a creative, like pretty much my whole life. I used to write a lot in elementary and junior high. Um, I was, I've always been into music and entertainment. So I would write songs. I would write poetry for a while. I did that. Um, I really was trying to figure out how I can fit into the entertainment space if I ever did that for a living. So, you know, I remember I have tapes from when I was younger, I would make my own radio station, just record songs off the radio and then just read stuff out of magazines and like I, I looked up to back then Wendy Williams was on the radio so I was like I can be a better Wendy Williams than she can so let me do that so I would make my own radio you know stations and things like that and it never really occurred to me to do a podcast it was just something I was thinking about doing I was talking to a friend about a YouTube page maybe doing a YouTube talking about old school music or what it was like to, you know, live in the eighties and nineties. And, uh, it just didn't work out. It was too much for me to try to figure out how to, you know, camera set up and backgrounds and all this other stuff. And I just happened to be scrolling through. Um, it was an article about podcasts and I was like, I know I listen to stuff on YouTube, but I never realized they were called podcasts. I didn't know really what, what they were. So I did some research and found out you really don't need a lot to start a podcast um, after some pushing because I really wasn't ready to release anything. But eventually I started uh, releasing episodes and uh, yeah, I just got started because I needed a way to feel creative or feel like I can get my thoughts out in a different way than I was used to. And it's been great ever since. I totally agree. At least you're not one of the people that started a podcast in the pandemic, you know, because I know there are a lot of people that say, I just started my podcast in the pandemic. It sounds like you were passionate about it and you were true to it. So mm -hmm. that's real on that end. Thank you. No problem. No problem. So how did you know that you were going to keep get started? Keep, 
how you know podcasting was something you could start and keep going with? Because sometimes people will start a podcast and maybe six or seven episodes in, they just stop at cold turkey. Well, yeah, I read an article that said most, um, if you can last past seven episodes, then you will probably be successful in podcasting because most podcasts, unsuccessful podcasts will end in seven episodes or less. So that really wasn't a goal of mine. My goal was to do five episodes. And I was like, you know, let me find some things that, you know, are in my mind that I want to talk about. So I put those five episodes out and I was getting, um, excuse me, pretty good feedback from a couple, the couple of people that was listening. Cause most of the, most of the, my listeners I had were just friends of mine. And so when they were giving me feedback, like, oh, it's good. Or where's that episode? Now I wasn't putting them out consistently. I will put one out and it'd be like three weeks and I'll put something else out. It'd probably be another two to three weeks. Um, but the people that were supporting me in the beginning really were the power behind me continuing to podcast because they would say, this is good. Like, I really liked it. When is the next one coming out? And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if, if people like it, let me try it out and just keep doing it. And before you know it, I became more consistent and I'm actually what, uh, right now, six away from a hundred episodes or 100 recordings, my actual numbered episodes, I think I'm on 76, but actual recordings, I'm at, at 96. So um, once I started and got going, it's, it's not stopping. <laughs> it's no, I, I feel you that same way. And that's why I looked up, I was at 200. But what happened to that's those other lot. recordings? Why didn't you drop those recordings? They're there. They're just not numbered. They're like bonus episodes oh, where I didn't oh, number them. So that's why I say recordings. But yeah, they're all there. Um, so I have a total of 93 recordings. It's just I didn't number those. Oh, that's what's up. Hey, you know what I'm saying? It's it's going to feel good to hit 100, you know what I'm saying? Because I remember when I hit 100, I was like, wow. I, all Everybody in the podcast community started showing love then and stuff. Mm -hmm. And plus, that's a way that people can see you're consistent and you're passionate about it if you push over 100. Because like, like we said, that not a lot of podcasts make it past even seven episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't so, think I would make it past 10. And here I am. <laughs> Shoot, I, I kind of felt that same way after I just stopped having a co-host. I was like, okay, how the hell am I going to make it past this number? But the passion just kicked in. And one thing I've learned is, like, you really don't need a co-host. You just need a community of podcasters. So, True. so what's, something about, what's something about yourself that you learned about yourself um, while you've been podcasting? Um, I, I learned that... Um, I actually have a passion for um, the things that I talk about and that this, this vehicle in which I'm using, which is podcast is actually something that's very therapeutic to me. And it actually helps me be more confident is have is have uh, helped me grow. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert. I stick to myself. I have my little group of friends. I've always been that way. And I just don't really step outside that circle and podcasting has kind of opened me up to so many other people that I probably would not have ever talked to. I'm not a social media person really, or I didn't used to be, I would get on there and just, you know, scroll through and see what's going on. Not something I would necessarily interact with. And so through podcasting and getting to meet other podcasters, I'm, I'm more social now. I'm more social. I talk to those people. I interact with them 
Um, we collaborate together. Um, without being on social media, I wouldn't have, you know, linked up with you and being on this podcast. That's, that's not something I would normally do. I would just like do my thing and like leave me out of it. Y'all do what y'all doing. I'm over here. So it's definitely helped my confidence. It definitely helped me be more open and more social with everyone. And I love the community that, you know, I'm a part of. It's, it's a dope group of podcasters and I'm meeting more and more every day. And it's, it's exciting. Definitely agree with you on all of that. It's definitely exciting because I used to have this shot shell, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'll be in my shell, be in my zone, fuck all y'all. But podcasting has definitely opened me up, you know what I'm saying, to where I'm networking with people on the regular, people mm-hmm. in different states. So I'm like, damn, so if I ever come to this place, I know I got somebody to hang out with, you know what I'm saying, right. or do shows in person. So I mm-hmm. totally feel you. So what's one thing about podcasting you wish you would have known before you got started? Um, what's one thing I wish I would have known? I mean, it doesn't necessarily affect me really, but it's, it it can get political a little bit. Like it is, it's, I'm lucky to, like I said, be be around a a group of people, a, a community of podcasters that's like really cool. And they're really about helping each other. And there's no cutting down or trying to be deceitful or, you know, they don't want to see you come up. They're trying to worry about themselves. So I haven't really experienced that, but being in a bigger community of podcasters, I've heard stories of other people of how, you know, people follow them just to get the follows and then they unfollow them or they're stealing, you know, you know, episodes or, they are, you know, taking ideas and not giving credit or whatever it is. And, you know, um, it's just I didn't realize it can be as political as it can be. Luckily, I've been able to dodge that. But, um, you know, it's just a learning experience. So I've, I've through that, I've kind of learned to like kind of watch, sit back and observe and kind of watch the people around me and just to see what they're about. And like I said, I've been lucky to just be around some very, you know, stand-up people yeah that's real and I, and I totally agree with you on that because i've learned the same thing then and i didn't even factor that in it's like because you feel like you get along with everybody you just vibe with everybody you ain't on that try to steal episodes and stuff mm-hmm. or or not give credit because like i said if i if i heard something on somebody else's podcast and i want to spin it another way i'll give them credit like i heard this on so-and-so's podcast so mm-hmm. i didn't realize people can be grimy like that and just be out there and being on that bullshit mm-hmm but it's crazy though. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Look and Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. We got Jay Book from the Jay's Quick Three podcast. So, what's <laughs> your favorite kind of liquor to drink? Um, right now, I am into um, Deep Eddie's. It's a peach flavored vodka. So I'll mix that with this um, Calypso peach tea. Shout out to Autumn the Aries from. Um, the Lit Life podcast, she introduced me to that. And that's usually what I drink, the vodka. I'm not, I wasn't a big vodka person. Mainly I drink mojitos, but I really got into this, this vodka because it's a smooth taste and, you know, I can have a couple and I'll be all right. Wow, you're the first person. It's like a lot of ladies I've been podcasting with, they always like the white liquors and all the fellas I've been podcasting with, they be on the brown. I, I I drink brown too. I have a couple of crown bottles over there. 
Okay. Oh, <laughs> she doing both. Okay. 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 I can rock with that. You know what I'm saying? So, so based on your last episode about, so talk to me about this shocking experiences that you had. Like what's so it's cause I feel like in 2021, I just got to a point, nothing really shocks me anymore. So like, what was the shocking, very shocking experience in your own words? <laughs> um, so if I guess, I don't know if shocking is the right word. Cause I wasn't, you're right. It's 2021. It's not a lot that can shock you, but um, to make a long story short, I work, I'm from, not from Texas. I live in Texas. I live in the heart of Texas and we know Texas is a red state um, where I work is very uh, 45 supported. Um, when he was in office, there was a lot of rallies going on and things like that. So it's not necessarily shocking, but I had a, a, a guy come up to me at work and uh, first, I guess he was trying to give me a compliment about my braids. He said he liked them. And I'm like, okay, um, thank you or whatever. And I just kind of blew it off. And then he comes up to me and he says, you know, I would rather hang out with a bunch of black people than hang out with some fucking Mexicans. And so I was like, oh, and I'm kind of like, did he just, <laughs> did he say that? Or am I like, am I imagining like, did he say this in front of broad daylight? Like people are around, like I'm confused on what's going on. So I'm like, I say what? And he's like, oh, 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 I can't say that until 2024. So I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't want to ask him. I just asked him, what did he need? If I couldn't help him, I was going by my way. And that's what I did. I really just tried to stay away from it. He kept talking to me like I was, it was cool. Like, hey, how's your day going? And oh, you're working so hard and blah, blah, blah. Just like he just didn't say what he said. So I'm just like, you know, I'm going to be professional. Um, I'm just going to walk away from him because clearly he's not sane and he doesn't realize, you know, what he said. Or maybe he does realize what he said. And he doesn't care because where we are, I'm pretty sure a lot of people may think may think that. So um, I was kind of just taken aback because I'm like, just because I'm not a Mexican person doesn't mean that you can come come say something racist like that to me and I'm supposed to high five you like I don't I don't understand that and I don't understand how it's a compliment to me that you would like you're telling me you would rather hang out with black people okay what do you want like a high five or a fist bump like I I don't care who you want to hang out with that has nothing to do with me and my everyday life and so that was just a situation that kind of threw me off a little bit because I'm like it's, it's kind of just more hurtful because it is actually 2022 and this is still a thing. Like this is still, you know, what people think. So, yeah, and I, I have to agree with that. And it's like uh, kudos to you for keeping your cool, because it's, it's like I would look at him like he crazy. Because I'm like, you really want to say that about Mexicans, but hey, but you don't. You say that, but you don't see what the hell black people going through. So it's like, and I'm just I'm numb to it all. But I see what's going on. I'm like, that's so stupid to say. Like you'd rather hang with a black person than a Mexican person, but yet y'all treat black people just as bad as Mexicans. Right. Or anybody, anybody that's not them. So it's, it's, uh, it just, I was, I was done. I just wanted to, for him to get out from where I was so I can continue my day because it, I just felt like it was weird. Yes. Trust me. I've, I live, lived in Florida. I live and I've dealt with people. I've seen it in businesses where you come across those people that supported him and stuff. 
some can be so cool about it, but then some will be like that. They'll be like saying random things to you, like, how you doing, brother? I'd rather hang out with you. I'm like, okay, whatever. Mm. But I'm just like, that doesn't really change how I feel, you know what I'm saying? It's like, are you supposed to, am I supposed to give you a cookie because you feel that way? Right. Hey, you know? Just be a good person. I don't care that you hang around black people or you like black people. I that does and and he he what he the disclaimer that he gave me, which is what threw me off, which is what started it, is because hey, he said, Well, I'm not a racist, but and then he said, I'd rather hang out with a bunch of black people than Mexicans. So I was already on edge because when you say I'm not a racist or I'm you know, whatever, I'm already on like, okay, so what what racist thing are you about to say now? Because you shouldn't have to announce that you're not a racist. Exactly. And especially if it's somebody at their job working. I'm like, who gives a damn about that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, who gives, like, say, I've worked in, like, retail or security or whatever. Be like, I just want to help you with whatever you need. This ain't the place for you to be having them random ass conversations. Right. Because I'm on the clock trying to get my money. I don't give a fuck about you and your racist, like. I don't want to hear it at work. I don't want to hear it at the grocery store. I don't want to hear it while I'm trying to eat food. That is not not a conversation that is valuable to me that I need to have with anybody. So, I mean, that's not, I don't need to know that. Yeah, and honestly, that's like the, that's like some random ass things you could just care less about. Like, feel how you feel, but treat everybody with respect. Right, pretty much. At the end of the day, that's how it should be like. You can feel how you feel. You could be this, you could be that. But if you treat everybody with respect, good. But mm-hmm. you got people like that that, that just want to announce their intentions or they feel so comfortable around Black people they can say stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's sad. <laughs> yes, it, it, it definitely is sad that we're in 2022 and we're hearing stories about that. So, like, I don't know how you kept your cool, but more power to you. Look, I worked where they had, like I said, those rallies across the street. So it's like... I know where I am. I just want to do my job and and go home. So I'm not trying to fight anybody. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not, I am the only, well, not the only, but it's it's very few people of color and definitely fewer black people where I am. So I just do my thing. Now I'm not going to take disrespect. Now you're not going to talk to me too many times before, you know, something may take place. But if I'm on my job, I know how to be professional and I just walk away. So yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, talk to me about that because I know you're in Texas, but you're in a not not a like a part where all the black people are because I've been hearing all the time between Dallas and Houston. Come to Dallas, come to Houston. And I've mm-hmm. even had somebody from um shout out to D Knight to um to Donnie from the Donnie the um the Diamond Lounge podcast. She was like, Don't come to Texas. Do you feel that way about <laughs> Texas living there? You know what I'm saying? Are you just like, y'all don't come to Texas? Texas is full. I mean, there's certain parts of Texas that are are cool. I used to live in in Houston. I lived there for about 12 years. Um, I've been to Dallas before. Uh, right now, I live in the Austin area, but uh, Houston and Dallas are definitely places that I would say is you know if you want to come to go there because uh, that's more of our people there. Now, once you start venturing out, then you know you're in the farmlands, you're in the rural areas, um, Austin. It's pretty cool. Um, there's not a huge population of us here, um, but Austin is still one of those kind of um, liberal cities. Um, it's just not as colorful as a Houston or a Dallas. 
but you kind of got to watch out where you're where you're at when you're in Texas. I mean, the majority of the people, like I said, it is a red state and they love them some, you know, 45. So um, including our governor. So, I mean, I would if I if I had a place that I can move to, I would definitely maybe do it. But, you know, I'm here and I got to fight the good fight or else we won't have change. So I can't necessarily be a person that's running away from it. But um, where I am is pretty cool. Where I, where I live is is pretty cool. Yeah, agreed. I feel you on that. Listen, I feel you. I'm in a red state. So I'm in Florida of all places mm-hmm. where I, I already know where if you're not in the, the main parts, like the Jacksonville's, the Orlando, Miami, Tampa, but in Tallahassee, mm-hmm. it's, it's all just, you know, just red. So. Right. But how does a girl from Michigan originally wind up in Texas? That's like that's like two polar opposites, you know what I'm saying? Yes, and it was a, a culture shock when I moved here, when I came here. So I came here to go to college. Um, I went to, um, I know you're from FAMU. Mm-hmm. I went to Prairie View A&M University. Yeah, and, oh, uh, shout out to Prairie View A&M because I done had another person. <laughs> I done had plenty of Prairie View people okay. on, on Look and Talk. Shout okay. out to um, shout out to Donnie from the shout out to Donnie from the uh, Diamond Lounge podcast. Also, shout out to Ami Trey from the Sip Sip and Spill podcast. And also, I do want to shout out. Shout out Miss Shawtime Media Podcast as well. I didn't have plenty of people from oh, okay. AM on on, you know what I'm saying. Awesome. So all right, uh PVAMU, who you rooting for? Um, but yeah, I came here. I had a choice. So I'm from Michigan. Um, I did not want to stay home because A is too cold. B, I'm from a really small city, and I just didn't want to go to like Michigan State or um or uh, University of Michigan. I didn't want to stay around home. I wanted to go out and venture. Um, my uh, first choice was to go to Atlanta because I wanted to work for LaFace Records. So I was like, if I can get to college in you know Atlanta or around there, then you know I'm in. I'm a shoe in. Well, my mom wasn't having that. She was like, you know, if you're gonna go away from home, I'd rather you be where there's some family. And my stepdad, or you know, he's my dad. Um, he has family um, in Houston. And so when I was picking school, someone um, from my high school, I think a counselor went to PV. And so she was telling me about it. She said, it's, it's a HBCU um, where when I went, it was nothing out there. Like literally it was like the school and then pasture. It was like nothing in between that in Houston. It's like 45 minutes away from Houston. Um, but she was saying like, it's a good school. Um, they, you know, they turn out engineers at that time. I wanted to be a mechanical or electrical engineer. you like, it's a good school for that. They turn out nurses and engineers. You should look into it. I was like, yeah, okay. So I applied there. I, I applied at Georgia state. I applied at uh, Georgia tech. Um, and I think I did Spelman, Clark Atlanta and some other places. And so when my mom said, um, okay, great. You got into those schools. I don't want you, you either staying home or you're going to go to Texas. And I was like, well, guess I'm going to PV. <laughs> so damn, Florida wasn't even an option. Damn. Florida wasn't an option. I went to Florida. Y'all have lizards like just hanging out for no reason. And I can't do that. It's not something I can do. Damn, it's the lizards that got you? Yeah. A lizard was in my shoe one time when I was there visiting my aunt for the summer and I just lost my mind. I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> 
I mean, you probably would have found the lizards at Bethune Cookman, but I ain't seen too many lizards in Tallahassee at FAMU. So, oh well, I don't know. I didn't. I just I was done with. But then I come to Texas, and there's like flying roaches. Like where those? That's not normal. Like that's not a thing. Like why is that a thing? So I guess I traded the lizards for flying roaches, which is crazy. He traded the lizards for flying roaches. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up, I guess. <laughs> But yes, for the HBCU love, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This this is wonderful. And it's like, I love it because now I'm starting to see more people start to take the historically Black colleges seriously, which is yes. something we need in the community. We do. We do. They need the attention. Yes, they do. So like I said, I love all the attention all the um, historically Black colleges get whether it's the football players or the athletes or hell the people in everyday life, you know what I'm saying? That graduate from these HBCUs. So mm-hmm. that's why I will always represent FAMU because personally, like people know that if it wasn't for FAMU, y'all would not be getting a look of talk. Okay. At the end of the day, that's what right. it is. So, so like I said, and also I knew somebody from, like I said, from Benton Harbor as well. So we'll, We'll toss around some names when we get done recording okay. because she came to FAMU. She was from Benton Harbor as well. I said, wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now, did you guys on FAMU, I don't know if it was just PV, did you guys have like um, state clubs there? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I saw like the Michigan Club were, or California Club. Or, yes, that was okay. the Chicago Club. That was the California Club. That yep. was the Michigan Club. That was the Tampa Bay Area Club, which I'm from Tampa, the Tampa area. Okay. So. Of course, I was there. There was all them different clubs there. Okay. I didn't know if that was just happening on our campus or if that was something that happened kind of around. But Listen, the one thing you'll be surprised is that almost every HBCU thinks alike. Every HBCU does the same thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like all the HBCUs, they think alike, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look and Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Go to an HBCU if you can. Send your kids to HBCU <laughs> if you can, if you haven't done so already. So we got to get to some topics, you know what I'm saying? So my sister, who's probably the one person I think probably done listen to all 200 episodes of Look and Talk, she posed the interesting question to me the other day. Actually, she posed it yesterday. Um, she was just like, I hope you access on your podcast. And I'm like, I got you, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you know, I'm a man to people. If somebody asks me to talk about something, I'm going to talk about it. And my sister wanted to know if if people should have the exes added on their fa- Facebook or social media. Is that a really red flag if they do? OK, so I'm, I'm going to say this. Um, OK, for first of all, I don't have Facebook because I think it's the devil, but that's just me. Um, but. I have a couple of my exes on my IG. Um, I've (laughs) the ones that were really cool, like we separated and things were cool. um, I I don't have a problem keeping up with them. Now, we don't talk all the time. There's no like a bunch of DMs happening. It's just like for whatever reason, we happen to be friends. I signed on to. IG, I don't know how many years ago, 2012, maybe something like that, 2011. Um, so I didn't go back through and like delete people off. It's just um, if they're on there, they're on there. Now, um, I would say if you 
still have feelings for your ex, if your ex is someone that's still kind of clinging to you, if you feel like your ex is going to be a detriment to your relationship um, that you're currently in, I would say probably not. That's probably not the best thing to do. Um, also, if you're just breaking up, I would delete them off your your social media because why do you need to constantly be reminded and look kind of looking at what they're doing? It kind of it kind of messes with your mind. Um, but if you are over them, time has passed. Um, like I said, they're not a threat to your relationship. You're not a threat to their relationship. Like one of my exes, we're we were really good friends, and you know he. he told me when he got married. He told me when they had their first kid. He told me when he got a divorce. He told me when he's engaged again. It's like, we've kind of kept in touch over the years and it's not anything that is it, straight platonic. There's nothing there. So there's no reason for me to take him off my social media because we don't, we don't talk every day. We just kind of see each other's updates and every, every now and then we'll say what's up, but there's nothing there. So he's not a threat. So I wouldn't delete him off. So I think it kind of depends on the, on the situation and we're adults, so you should be able to handle it. But if there's feelings, it's never going to work. You got to, got to take them off. That's real. That's real. It's like, I, now my end, it's like, I believe the exes because I'm like, I do not want to see you with some new person or somebody else and knowing how you treated me. And it's like, and it's not that I even have right. feelings for you. It's just, I don't want to see that shit. I don't right. want to see you winning and stuff. Now, if it's an ex that's from like years ago, because I've had some exes from college, they're still on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, but it's just, mm -hmm. I don't see, they don't really post their information and stuff. So it's like, and I'm not keeping tabs on them. Like my right. exes from college, like they can stay on, I could care less. But if you're a recent ex, if something right. happened between, if within the last like two or three years, okay, you're out of there because I'm not trying to see you winning and stuff. I'm not trying to see you, pregnant with some other dude or started a podcast with somebody else i'm not i'm not trying to see that you know right so yeah. so what do you think when somebody you're what if somebody you're with keeps their exes still on their page though what would you say then again i would just have to um i guess be secure in my relationship and kind of know what what it is now again are they talking to them a lot is that person hurting everything that they post? Is there, does it have to be a comment every time they post something? Then yeah, I probably might have an issue. Like, okay, like you're with somebody. I don't need to see heart to heart eyes from your ex every time you post something or whatever it is, you know, that might make me a little uneasy, but I, it all depends on the level of our relationship. Um, I'm pretty like, I'm not, I'm not my guy's like mom, like I'm not his, his guardian. If he chooses to do whatever he wants to do, that's what he, what he does. I would, I would expect him to respect me in the relationship, but I'm definitely not about to like be scrolling through his followers or whoever's following him and, and see which one is his ex and why are they doing that? I might bring it up. Like I said, if, if they're talking a lot, if he's taking time away from me, sending DMs and they're talking, then yeah. I'm definitely going to have an issue with that. But if he is mature, just like I would be in, if with my ex, um, I wouldn't have a problem with it. It all depends. It's levels. It's levels to it. Yes, it's definitely levels. It, it definitely is levels. And I definitely think that if if they're DMing a lot, if they're, they're talking and still communication, I'm like, okay, you're clearly not over this person. 
Now, if it's a baby mom or baby dad, I don't know if you have kids or not, but if it's a baby mom or baby dad situation, I can kind of somewhat understand. But like I said, there's still levels to it. Right. Yep. That's definitely a conversation that has to be had, though. And I feel like people need to have these conversations from the get go. Like, Mm -hmm. and why do you feel like people don't have these conversations from the get go? Is it because it's too hard or why aren't people just being straight up from the get go? I think people are, as much as they may say they're not afraid of confrontation, I think they are. I think people are uncomfortable with having uncomfortable conversations and, you know, those tough conversations because they feel like if they say the wrong thing, then that person is not going to be interested in them or that's going to turn them off. Or if you're putting, you know, quote unquote ideas in their head, that's just going to lead them to whatever Um, they're worried about how they're being perceived. And I just, I, I'm just at the age where I'm not, I don't care about that. Like this, we need to have a conversation. We're going to have a conversation. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't. Like, I'm not hard on like trying to keep somebody around that, like they say, doesn't want to be kept. Like if a, if a conversation about your ex on Instagram is what causes you to break up with me or say I'm doing too much, then I already know that's not the person I need to be with to, you know, to start. So Agreed. And also, one thing I've learned over there is if, if an ex can DM you like, hey, I miss you, an uh, ex can be with somebody else totally different, but DM you like, hey, I miss you, I'm going to leave this mm-hmm. person for you. I'm yeah. like, okay, you're clearly not the one. Because I'm like, you want to complain about me, but you still got exes talking to you and stuff. And it's just it's like, that's why that question kind of came like, why I keep in touch with ex and stuff. Now, if you're to the point where you just if it's just a like and keep going, then okay, it's whatever. Yeah. But if you're keeping in contact, you just got to figure out where their love is with their ex. Because the one thing I hate to see, I hate to see when people's time get wasted by someone who isn't over an ex. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation to be in. And, and it, it's not always that person. So if you're with someone and they have that ex, that at first they were cool and now that ex is like, hey, big head, you know, that, you know, that text that you get or I saw that picture or, hey, my memory came up on whatever on Facebook and remember this or whatever. Um, I, I would expect them to shut that down. Now, if they're not shutting that down, then we have an issue. You know, if they're coming to you saying I miss you. Uh, remember when this happened, you know, you can ignore the first couple of ones. But if you're not addressing it like stop or I'm going to block you. I'm with somebody now. I don't want to have this conversation. Stop DMing me. Um, I'm probably going to have a problem with it because you can't like just continue letting them do that. And you're just like, oh no, they're just, you know, that's just how they are. And I'm ignoring it. No, you need to address it, put a stop to it. And, and, you know, let's move on. Listen, and one thing I learned the hard way is you want to know how somebody feel about you. If somebody can still entertain those the conversation with their ex, that means that must mean they're not into you. They're not really into you or something you did, they're holding against you and they're going to use that as ammunition to get back with their ex, which I find is childish because I'm like, you know what your ex is about. You know your ex is just going to put on that front for maybe 30 to 60 days before they go back to being themselves, you know? So why waste your time? Right, exactly. And, and it's just childish. And it's like, and that's why you wind up with a lot of bitter people who are in the dating pool and stuff and who are just single because they're just bitter because of the bullshit. Yep. 
I, I feel that. Listen, it's crazy out here. But we got hanging there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. So go ahead and pour up that liquor because this conversation sounds a whole lot better when you have a lot of liquor <laughs> in you or their lack thereof. But drink responsibly because you are not going to blame Liquor Talk for why you got a DUI or something. No don't. <laughs> and, if you, and if you have a drink a problem or don't drink, do what do what gets you by. Get high or something, you know. Do it. Do what it do. <laughs> But stand with exes. Why do people try to entertain someone else knowing they haven't fully gotten over this ex? Because I pulled this topic straight from the end. I don't know if you watch Insecure or not, but I just I thought of that when you said that. Yeah. Yeah, because I pulled it straight from Insecure and I'm like, why is she letting this man do all these things for her knowing she ain't over her ex? So my question is like, why do people entertain someone else? If they know they're not over an ex. Because I think at some point you really feel like you are, or you feel like that person can help you move on. And it's not fair to that person. I don't think you should be in a relationship if you're not totally over your ex. I understand it can be awkward if you're, you've started a new relationship and now you realize you're not over your ex. Cause it's kind of hard to like, be kicking it with them all this time. And you're like, look, I'm not really over my ex. This is not working for me. I'm sorry. You don't want to hurt their feelings. You've already put, you know, so much into it. Um, but I think people feel like a new relationship is what help would what would help them move on to, you know, to liking that person. I mean, I think I would say if I'm using insecure as, as a um an example, um, I think Issa felt like Nathan and sport. I don't know if people have seen this spoiler alert. Um, but I don't know if, if Issa felt like, uh, Nathan was like the safe bet. Nathan was good for her. He encouraged her. He was positive. He didn't have a new baby on the way or a new baby now and wasn't dealing with a bunch of drama really. Um, so she, I think she was forcing the issue because she was like on paper, this is a good situation, but you know, we all knew that, you know, Lawrence is her soulmate, really. So she yeah. was never going to be satisfied with anybody else unless she was with Lawrence. Um, so I think it was just her trying to force herself to be like, okay, if I'm with him and by focusing on him, if I'm forcing this, I love you. If I'm forcing this moving in, it's eventually it's going to catch up and I'll be okay. And I'll finally be over him. But, you know, if you saw yeah. what happened and you know that yeah. that's not always true. That's definitely not always true. Now, staying with insecure, picking off where you come from, it's like, what would have helped Issa in that situation if Lawrence would just stayed in San Francisco and not come back for his baby? So yeah. that's what kind of that's what kind of process is. It's like, can you be cool with an ex showing up? Because Molly, Molly saw her ex and Torin, Mr. Torin, he was just cool as hell about it. And it's like he was just like, okay, whatever. It's like it is what but it is. I think that's the difference because Molly had found her person and Molly was secure in that relationship and she didn't need to go anywhere else. Um, so maybe if she was with Torian, I don't know, two years ago, two seasons ago, when she was really still wrapped up with Dro, it might've been a different situation, but I think enough time had passed. And plus, like I said, she had found her person. She knew that that relationship that she was in with, with Dro wasn't, wasn't the right situation for her to be in. 
So she had completely moved on. So yeah, she wasn't threatened when she saw Dro. She was a little like, oh, wait, why is he here? Or, you know, kind of threw mm-hmm. off a little bit. But um, I think that relationship was solid and she knew that. So it, it wasn't an issue for her to be like, Tori and this is Dro. We had this situation. This is what happened. It threw Dro off. He was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay, let me go. Let me get out of here then. You got your thing. Let me go, you know, see myself out. But Issa's relationship was not with Nathan was never on solid ground to begin with. It was just, yeah. it just seemed very chaotic from the time that they kind of got back together. That's real. So, and it's just, it's like, and I really feel like that if Issa really took time and healed, then she wouldn't have been in that situation. I've seen a lot where a lot of women will get up under, a lot of men and women will get up under somebody new thinking that this is the solution. But the ultimate test comes if that person calls you, what do you do? Is your reaction just like, okay, whatever. Are you just like, are you, are you going to stand up for that person? Like, yeah, I'm happy or whatever. But if I'm not, but then my question would be like, why waste this person's time? Right. You got to take time for yourself. And I'm not saying you can't date. I don't think it's anything wrong with dating after a breakup because that's not anything solid. But when you start getting to the point where you're being committed to somebody and y'all are trying to make this a thing, and you know you're still having feelings or you may have these potential feelings for someone else, I don't think it's fair to the person. I think you just need to step back and be honest with the person that you're with that you're just not ready to have a relationship at that point. We got to work on ourselves before I think we can move on to be to have a solid relationship with someone else. And if that person is your person, they, you know, it's going to happen. It may not happen right away, but it'll happen. If that person is your person, they'll understand and they'll work with you and they'll help you out. And they'll they'll communicate, but you got to communicate that. And it's just right. like nowadays you'll see a lot of people hooking up with somebody else just to run back to the ex as soon as the ex calls. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why go back to your ex when they're doing all this begging and stuff? But it's like, I feel like the energy they put into begging you, they could have put that same energy and not lost you in the first place. But I guess a lot of people like to go backwards. I don't know. Yep, it's a thing. I've done it. I've done it before. So I get it. Yeah. And like I said, personally, I've never done it because most of my exes, it's just been, it's like, it's, it's all or nothing. It's like, it's done worked or it worked out. Ain't no going back. Ain't mm-hmm. no keeping in touch. Ain't no keeping tabs on nobody. Half my exes are on my block list on Twitter anyway. So it's like, <laughs> it is what it is. So that's why when somebody on another podcast be like, oh, you don't have no real exes. Well, because I've done just said to hell with the exes. It had been so chaotic to where we just can't even deal with each other on social media. Like, even I had some exes on Facebook, I just had to delete them because I'm like, I'm about, I'm not about to see you winning. Not I'm about not to see you pregnant with another man's baby, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or you in a happy relationship, knowing how you did me. I'm just like, but my one question is, is like, why do you feel like the exes be winning? instead of the people out here that are trying to do right by somebody mm-hmm. new. Because we give them the, the upper hand. We give the energy to them to allow them to win. If you're focused on you and your happiness, you're not concerned about what your ex is doing. So and essentially, it doesn't matter what your ex is doing. If they are winning or not, you're worried about how you're going to win. But we give, some of us just give too much power to, to that. And that's why it seems like they're winning and, and we're not or whoever that person is that's not in that relationship anymore. 
And it's also it's also something that people just don't want to get out of their comfort zone. They're like, you know what? I'd have been through too much, and I don't want to get out of their comfort zone. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, now I'm like, it's 2022. Get the hell up out your comfort zone because it's like nothing good comes when you're just hanging out of your comfort zone. True. You're right. That's true. And it's just, it's like, I don't know how to get through the people that, hey, that that ex, they only change it because they're seeing you with somebody new or they're seeing you come up in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they can be very manipulative. Like they, it's usually they don't come around until they see you doing well. And then it's kind of like, it's just like something that comes in. Like I used to get a phone call, like clockwork. Whenever I'm doing well, and this is a relationship that I had way back in college, he would always find a way to send me a message or an email or text me or call me like in at these weird times, like I'm happy I'm doing well. Here goes that phone call. And I'm just like, I got to a point where I'm like, dude, what is the deal? Like nothing, this isn't going to happen. It's been years and years and years and years and years. Like you do what you're doing. Let me do what I'm doing. Like leave me alone, <laughs> essentially. Like let me live my life. And honestly, I don't understand people's mindsets, like, because it's like, if it's been years and years and years, I could care less, like, unless I run to you in person, but I'm not about to sit here and stalk you and be like, hey, well, this is what's up. I'm just like, mm-hmm. and I, I, that's why I'm just like, I question people's mindsets. Like, are you that hung up over somebody that you still stalk them for years and years and years? It's like they feel it. It's like, oh, wait, that person's doing good. Let me let me call them. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about that, but it's, ha- it's happened um, often, not only to me, but to people I know. It's just very weird so, how that works out. So what is your tip to people? Because some people, they will fall weak to that and be like, oh, they'll give in to that and just give in to them. It's like, they're not as strong as you are to tell them to, to get the hell on with their life. But some people, they will find themselves hung up on that and then they'll let them back in and then in about 30, 60 days, they'll see how they really are Mm -hmm. and they'll be hurt all over again and they'll be like, men or women ain't shit. I'm like, how you questioning (laughs) men and women when men or women when you let them back in? Right. Yeah. Um, And I, I didn't used to be so strong. Like I've learned these lessons over the years that, you know, I've, again, I'll just say you have to focus on you. If you're doing well, you focus on what you have going on. If it's been a repeat offender, if it didn't work the first and second time or the third time, like, I think you need to hang it up. Like, I think you need to know that it's just not going to work out. And especially if that person is bringing that same old tired line or that same old script about whatever it is, you'll, you'll know pretty quickly if they're on that same thing. Like, and if they are, then, you know, they haven't changed. Um, if there's, they're contacting you out of the blue, they don't know if you're married. They don't know if you're in a relationship and they're still speaking that, Hey, big head, how you doing? I miss you. Blah, blah, blah. Like have, have some respect for me. Like it gets annoying. That's what, that's what the thing was happening. It was getting annoying to me. Cause I'm like, you're not asking me how I'm doing. What am I up to nowadays? You think I'm still that same 19 year old that was like running behind you. 17 years have gone past or, you know, 15 years have gone past. I'm not that same person, but you're still acting like that. So that's a disrespect to me. So I had to realize what my worth was, um, what I wanted out of life and what was acceptable or not. And I, it's just, you're, you weren't 
you were 19 years old also. Like I, you were a teenager. That's we're grown people now. Like times have changed. We have changed. We have grown into different people. You cannot still be stuck in that, in that time frame. So, you know, have some respect for me. And I find it disrespectful that you're not even concerned about what I'm doing or what I have going on. You just think you have it, you know, going on so much that you can come swoop in after X amount of years that I'm just going to drop what I'm doing. So have that, that worth in you know what you're worth know what you're going to put up with or not. And look, if you want to keep going back, eventually you'll learn your lesson, but I would think that you want to save yourself some hurt and just know, know what you want and, and don't be afraid to be like, I'm blocking you. Like I'm going to block your phone number. Um, please stop calling me or just don't answer. Just don't answer. Don't answer the text. Don't answer the DM. And eventually they'll leave you alone, but it has to start with you. How do you feel about yourself? Where, what are you worth? Are you worth more than what that person is trying to give you? Yes, I definitely agree. And also, you got to stop hitting people up just because you're bored. You know what I'm saying? If you're bored, give them Netflix or something. Do something productive with your life. Like, <laughs> find a hobby or get to know somebody new. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't be running back to your ex because you know what they're about. No, sometimes you miss out on your potential husband or potential wife because you run behind that damn ex that you know ain't shit. And people do that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And they'll they'll probably find themselves looking up when they somewhere in their 50s, like, where my husband, where my wife at? Well, you were too busy running behind your ex, you know what I'm saying? So yep. it is crazy, y'all. People in 2022, we have to stop running behind exes unless that ex is going to help us, unless that ex has come up. Because I'll give it like some exes, they actually come up and work on themselves. Like you're not going to have a situation like you saw in Insecure where Lawrence split up from Issa and started working on himself, although he had a baby in the end of it. (laughs) He had a break, baby. (laughs) Yeah, he had a break, baby, but he was still working on himself. You don't have those exes in 2022 that's hollywood but if you do it is what it is right but ladies and gentlemen this is look and talk the more you drink the better we sound remember that so what's your plan what's your goal for your podcast in 2022 Uh, my goal um well i want to continue to grow my podcast grow my listener base um i have a lot of ideas i actually want to um do the ideas instead of just thinking about them. So I'm going to write them down. I'm going to set up timeframes and I actually want to just kind of step outside. Like you were talking earlier, step outside my comfort zone and do some things that um, I may think that is kind of too crazy to do, but I'm going to do them anyway and just see, see what happens. Um, So I'm, I'm looking to have, you know, more guests on, Um, I definitely want to talk more about music and entertainment, whether I do like a different segment, um, I may change up the podcast, but uh, pretty much I just want to continue to uh, give my listeners what they love listening to. And that's just more me. That's real. That's real. All right. A couple questions before you get out of here. Now, the next episode will be the first men's only round of 2022. So do you have anything you want to ask a whole group of men, a whole group of black men? Like what's something you want to ask the brothers? Hmm. 
Let me see. Um, I would like to ask, and this, I had a, um, I've been thinking about this for a while. I would like to know, do they have as hard of a time online dating as us women? What do they encounter? What are, how do the conversations go? Um, because as a woman that has tried online dating, not recently, cause I've, I'm, I'm done with that, but, um, it just seems like either most of the time they want to hook up or you might find some that are good, but it's like, as soon as they meet you, they want you to come to their house. They're not thinking about like anybody's safety. Why would I want to go to some stranger's house? in a town that I don't know, or, or part of town that I don't know, like, what about getting to know each other? What about meeting in public for the first time? It's just a lot of things that kind of throw me off. And I just wonder if men have like the stand-up guys, cause I'm sure you have like stand-up guys, like, you know, yeah. good guys on your show. What are they experiencing trying online dating? If they've tried online dating and what are their experiences with, are they coming into contact with as, um, as crazy of people as I'm, as women have been com- coming in contact with. Listen, I'll say, I can answer that question. Yes, we have. Yes, okay. <laughs> we have. We've come across the women that don't communicate. We've come across the people that we just tied to the bullshit. And it's like, and honestly, me being a man, what I've learned is this is what I really think of you. If I can invite you to the house on the first night, Obviously, I might want to smash and that's it. But if I if I offer you to take you on a date, I see something more. So that's kind of my thinking. And also, mm. you got and us men, we get burnt out from going on dates with women and stuff, and then not going nowhere. And then we get tired of being used for a free meal. We'd be like, it's mm. just oh, she just wanted to get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. the next day it's like oh, I just you know I'm just not feeling you. I'm just not into you like that. You're a nice guy, but this, but that. Man, I see. You, you just want a free meal. So that's why some men will resort to it, be like, hey, just let's just meet up on the first night and stuff. But the ones that, that what the ones that they will offer you to d- take you on dates and stuff, they might be into you. They might be one to get to know you. They might be one to invest into you. So that's okay. kind of my feeling on it because that's interesting to know. Yeah. Because this comes from a man that does do the online dating. And it's just, it's like, sometimes I'll be like, you know what? Let me just see what's on here. Because sometimes you've met the women that will come over on the first night or invite you over to their, to their place on the first night. So it just, just depends mm. on how you're feeling and stuff. Right. Okay. So that's just a little perspective on it. But I would definitely ask some of the fellas and see what they think. Because I know a couple of them, we both said the single supremacy. So well, I'll talk to them and see what they think about it. So <laughs> okay. Ask them and see what they think. But Jay Boog, this has been a wonderful time. My last question for you is at the end of the day, why do people need to subscribe to the Jay um to your podcast? Uh sub- I think you should subscribe to my podcast because you're not gonna get a um a POV like mine because it's me. I'm unique. I, I speak my mind. Um, I am not. Um, on, I'm not a trendy person. So if you're 
even though I may talk about music and entertainment or news stories, I'm not jumping on the hot thing that's out. I'm not caring what Shade Room is talking about or Bossip or any other blog site, unless it has something to do where I can relate it to my life. Sometimes I may talk about those things, or maybe I might take something and apply it to what a real life situation may be. But for the most part, um, I think I have a lot of good things to say. I think I have a ton of good guests on that have a ton of information. And all I really want to do is just touch, you know, the world with, you know, the information that I have in my voice. And the fact that I have a growing base means that I'm doing something right. So um, subscribe. I release every other Friday. Sometimes I give you bonus episodes where I'll just drop those whenever. So if you want to get those episodes, you got to subscribe because uh, you wouldn't know until unless you, you know, have those notifications on when you'll see when I'm dropping. But most of the time is every other Friday. I'm a biweekly podcast. And um, yeah, just check me out. That's real. That's real. I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for blessing the look and talk with your presence. Um, whenever you're ready to have me on your podcast, just remember, I might be in Florida, but I'm just one damn way. So I would hope <laughs> you don't want to have me on in the future. And we can definitely work that out. But okay. I definitely appreciate you for coming on today. Mm-hmm. Oh, check me out. I forgot to get my website. www.jaysquick3pod.com. So if you do want to check me out, you can go to my website everything's there. All my socials are there. And I would uh, love it if you uh, hit me up. Yes, hit up. I'm definitely going to stay in touch. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, whenever you're ready to have me on on a future episode, just let me know. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of a challenge because I've had a lot of podcasters. I have them on, but they they able to go ghost on me when it's time for me to have them on. So, you know. I get it. I feel it. <laughs> but I want to thank, like I said, thank you for your time. And thank you to listeners for listening to Liquor Talk. Um, if you want to keep in touch with us, Instagram, Liquor Talk Podcast. The website is coming soon. Everything is coming real soon. We are taking over for the 2022 and the 2023. You better know it. Keep it moving in life because everything is temporary. Remember, everything shall pass. So just take a shot, take a shot of liquor and move on until the next episode. We out this thing, y'all. Doses.